regular people are taking their knowledge and content, packaging it up in an online course, and they're making a living doing it. But not everyone is successful with online courses. There's a right way and there's a wrong way. And I'm here to help course creators actually succeed with online courses. Hi, I'm Jacques Hopkins, and this is The Online Course Show. And off we go. Welcome aboard. Glad you're with us. This is The Online Course Show. I'm your host, Jacques Hopkins, and here with me is our co-host, David Crozy. Tickle, tickle, tickle on your tympanic membranes. Are you saying that because you're a chiropractor? (laughs) There's a little anatomy in there, but no, I've been... I'm going to share with the listeners, when I first joined as co-host, Jacques, the first day, he's like, you got to come up with some cool like signature thing to like start the podcast with. And I just sat there thinking, like, I'm not cool. Like, <laughs> and all I could think of was like the old like Bud Light or uh, Budweiser slogans from what's the Super up? Bowl. Like, what's up? I'm like, what do you... <laughs> I'm like, what do you want me to say? So anyways, I've been sitting on that one for like two months now. Just well, you thinking, finally broke it out. And you know, I, I broke it out. I'm also thinking like, I've always introduced you as David Crozy, but I mean, technically I should be saying Dr. David Crozy or Dr. K or something. I mean, I got to give you some, some, the, the correct love over there. I mean, you didn't just, you're not just some random guy. You've got the DR in front of your name. There you go. By the way, yeah. I haven't finished my intro. Let's go. And we're excited to dive into all things online courses with you today. People listening to this episode for the first time are, are not going to get the authentic intro, and that's oh, okay. Man. That's yeah. okay. Hey, by the way, David, do you hear that? Listen, do you hear that? What's that? Do you hear it? No. Bro, the kids are at camp today. Oh, very nice. That sound is silence for the first time in like three months. The kids aren't running around screaming right outside my door. I can't believe summer camp's still happening. That's exciting. Yeah, it is. You know, there, there's obviously an abundance of cautions they're doing uh, as far as even the kids having to wear masks. <laughs> so we send them off, and you know, the camp is like literally down the street. Like it's the it's it's in our neighborhood. It's where my kids go to school, so we feel very comfortable about it. We're right here if if, if we need anything. But yeah, they're in camp. It's it's so bittersweet because we obviously had such a great time. You know, we tried to make the most of the situation, but. You know, over the past two to three months, I haven't been able to get as much work done. When I do get work, there's a lot of distractions. So today is day one of the kids back in camp, and it's very quiet around here today. <laughs> yeah, well, hopefully uh, my side is quiet too. I saw where uh, Tropical Storm Cristobal took out one of your trees. It has uh, reached the middle of the country. So actually, just before the podcast, it started downpouring, and we're supposed to get like close to three inches today, and there's tr- there's flash flood warnings, so... Did yeah. you get your magnolia tree uh, taken care of? Man, yeah. So for those who aren't aware, I'm down here in Louisiana. We're both in the United States, and, and David, I believe you're in Iowa, so you're you're further north than me. And yeah, we had a tropical storm come through here a couple days ago, and it took down one of my magnolia trees. Which, to be honest with you, it was leaning. It was it was on its way out anyway. I've been looking at that tree for a couple of years. We're like, ah, I really should do something about that. And this little this little storm is the one that that uh, that did it. So it it fell, and honestly, it fell in in the perfect direction. Any other direction would have caused way more damage. And so it's just kind of leaning on my shed right now. And the company I've used before for tree stuff is coming out to to take it away in a couple of hours. So could have been could have been much much worse. And I hope everything goes okay for for you guys up there further north with this storm. 
Yeah. Well, what else has been going on in your online course? Man, it's, I mean, it's, it's there. It's, it's working. It's making sales. It's making successful students. People are learning the piano. And that's all I could ever, ever ask for. And, and by the way, we haven't even, I haven't even like teased the, what we're talking about here in this episode. So let me do that real quick. Today, we're going to be talking about webinar content. And this is something I haven't really gone too much in depth on yet, but webinars are a great way to sell your online course, whether live or evergreen. But what actually, what do you talk about for an hour or two hours? Like what is actually in the webinar? We're going to get into that in a little bit. Dr. Crozy, what's been going on with you? Not too much. There were a couple things I wanted to share with the listeners. First off, as the resident Facebook addict, Within the podcast hosting, I noticed that probably most of us, anybody who has a course and also has a Facebook group, I think that we're making like kind of a cardinal sin. And that's that we're failing to teach people how to actually see the group at the top of their feed and prioritize it. So essentially, I was looking at in my own situation, and this kind of has to do with you, Jacques, but I saw that you were in this other challenge where you were sharing wisdom about how to create a course. And most of the videos in this challenge were hosted within a a group. And so I joined the group and then it rolled around to the day when the challenge started and and nothing was showing up in my feed. And so I looked, it looks like I'm a little bit of a Facebook group slut. (laughs) I'm in like 150 groups and Facebook only shows me information from like two of them. And so I dug in a little bit, like, so essentially... What I would say, especially like with Jacques, I mean, you've, you've said that the average age of your course member is probably over, over 50 years old, potentially. So there yeah, may be for not. For my piano course, right. For your piano course is not too, super tech savvy. I would say that you should be sending out an email that says how to see posts from the group and be involved in the group. Essentially, the three steps would be first that they should pin the group. And that's going to put it on the left if they're looking on a browser or there's a tab at the bottom of my mobile app where if you click into the group setting, you can see that. You can modify notifications. So I know that you would frown on the push notifications, but when they go into the app, they can set it so that they would get periodic updates. And then the third thing is to encourage people that, hey, if you want to be involved in the Piano in 21 Days community, you need to like and love and comment on people's posts, like encourage them, give feedback, and all of those things will will gradually make your group more more enticing to people. More people will be involved. And if people don't do those three things, they join a new group and they're never going to get to see any information on that. I love it. I've got a bonus tip to share with people, but those those are really great. I, I love Facebook groups and I've got two that I run that I'm the admin for that I really love. One is to support this this podcast basically and, and online course creators and that's the online course community and many people that listen to this are there already and I'm very thankful for for that. And if, if you're listening to this and you're not there, definitely check that out. Just search for the online course community on Facebook. The other Facebook group that I have is for, and, and that one's free. The other one I have is not free. It's for my piano students. So anybody that's ever paid for Piano in 21 Days is in a Facebook group called the Piano in 21 Days Student Center. So those are definitely some some good tips that I can share with, with them because one concern I have is when I put something out there, it's like, well, is everybody going to see it? No, no, but one... So the bonus tip that I have that I would, I would add, and this is something I've been doing lately, is just like random live videos. I think, I think that Facebook definitely prioritizes live video. So lately, when I have like a small little announcement or something I just want to share with the group, instead of making a text post 
or even a video post. What I do is I just go live and and I just say, hey, what's up, everybody? Coming at you live from Piano in 21 Days headquarters. I wanted to share something with you today. And I just explained it on a live video. And you know, maybe only three people tune in live because it's only three or four minutes long. And, and by the time they get the notification or see that I'm actually live, it's too late. That's fine. That's not my point. Once I'm done recording live, the video is there. And and the engagement and interaction and people actually seeing that video is so high. And it's higher than just a pre-recorded video even. And it's definitely higher than a text post. Exactly. But yeah, I was just thinking like, I mean, we would never send emails out and not try to have them not land in the spam filter. But again, if you're creating a group and you're not taking some steps to get people to actually see the group content, like that's a missed opportunity. Well, I appreciate that, David. I am going to take that advice and hopefully other people listening to this will as well. Because I know I know we have, you know, obviously plenty of course graders listening to this, aspiring course graders, but those that, that have courses, a lot of them have Facebook groups as well. That's just kind of a good thing to do. A lot of people do it and I personally love it. There's other there's other community platforms, but I do my community, quote unquote, my communities on Facebook groups. That's where my stuff is now. What else, man? Anything else going on that you want to share? Well, last episode, I shared that I'm working on this course for just people in my community to learn more about me, me to share value with them, and ultimately, hopefully, some of them come in as chiropractic patients. I think the single most valuable thing that's going to be in this course for potential patients, people in my community, is where I share about a book that I truly believe is the most valuable book probably everybody needs to read. So I'm curious to hear if you've read this. Have you ever read the book, How to Stop Worrying and Start Living by Dale Carnegie? No, the only Dale Carnegie book I've ever read is is how to inf- influence friends and no, how to, what is it? How, win how to win and friends and influence people. people. Yeah, yeah, I've read that one, but I haven't read any other Dale Carnegie books. Okay, well, I'm going to tell just three quick stories, but I mean, everybody, like whether you feel like you deal with worry, anxiety, depression, I mean, if you are out there and you think of, you know, Jacques just said, go do a Facebook live and your heart rate spiked. I mean, clearly you need to read this, but really it would be everybody. The way that I learned about this book, this was probably back in 2011, but in the reception area of my office, it was in in the month of November, we put out a clipboard and we asked people to write down the book they're most thankful for. And it was just a fun thing. People wrote down different books than if you ask them, like, what's your favorite book? But I had this guy come in and this guy just, if anybody seemed like they had the world in the palm of his hands, it would be this guy, like picture perfect family. He owned his own like business. And then his hobby was he's a pilot that actually took skydivers up and let them jump out of his plane. And so this guy just seems so in control, so confident. He wrote something down on the clipboard and he came back into the room with me and I was like, what'd you write down? And he said, how to stop worrying and start living. And he just shared with some about it. But just that contrast of this guy that seems like like the most confident guy ever. That's his most powerful book, his book he's most thankful for. I was like, I'm going to read it. And I read it. And like, seriously, over the next few years, I share this book with somebody once every two weeks, I would say on average. The second story, my wife, when she was going through nursing school, she ended up with this practical exam instructor that was just giving her anxiety, was cruel in the way that she corrected my wife. And I could see my wife headed toward anxiety and panic attacks. I I encouraged or kind of forced my wife to read it, girlfriend at the time. But I asked my wife recently, like, what do you think of that book? And she was like, I loved it. She said, she said, honestly, she said, I put it in my backpack. I carried it around the rest of the way through nursing school just because it gave me this peace and confidence. 
And then the last one, again, I share it with a lot of patients, but this lady came in. Her husband had actually been a new patient a couple years before. And this lady, once she got to know me a little bit, she said, hey, did you remember that when my husband first came in, in, came in, he was having anxiety and had actually started having panic attacks? And I'd forgotten about it. I was like, no, I forgot about that. And she said, well, you recommended some book. And he actually bought it and read it. And she said that completely stopped his panic attacks. So I just wanted to say thank you. So anyways, I, I'm actually going back and I'm listening to the audiobook of this book, How to Stop Worrying and Start Living. And it is such priceless information. Couldn't recommend it high enough. And again, even if you don't feel like you deal with anxiety or panic, at some point in your life, somebody's going to share that they deal with like some anxiety or panic and depression. And I always say, like, it's very hard to get somebody to read a book that you've never read. Like, you're going to talk about expert secrets and you're going to like sing its praises. But if, if you had never read it, you'd be like, oh, I heard this book is good. And so like for you to get somebody else to read something, you have to read it yourself. So love that book. Highly recommend. Very good. I wish I had read it, uh, or maybe, hey, you know, you could have prepped me for this, and I could have looked into it a little bit. No, I'm just kidding. No, it sounds great. Thanks for the recommendation. We'll, we'll link to that book in the show notes, and I'll have to check it out myself as well. Appreciate that. Yeah. All right. Well, we have one more thing to get to before the main content, and that is one of our favorite segments here, the win of the week. And today's win of the week comes from Austin. He is a podcast listener and a course creator and had some recent wins he wanted to talk about. So let's go ahead and play this week's win of the week. Hey, Jacques, I just want to say thank you so much for your podcast. Because of it, I discovered Deadline Funnel, which was my biggest stopping point that stopped me from uh, actually starting to create an, an evergreen funnel just because I want to be authentic and transparent in the way that I do my marketing. So I always just... Uh, prepared for big launches, big webinars, big events so that I could make sure that I closed, uh, the cart at a specific time for, you know, for the webinar or for the product launch funnel type system. But this time with, with deadline funnel, I was able to create an, an evergreen webinar system. So my traffic comes from my free traffic. They grab a free, uh, course or a free checklist and then they make their way into the web, into the recorded web class and then into the deadline funnel system for the course sale and I actually I did over $10,000 this past month using that system and I just wanted I wanted to share and say thank you so much uh, because I wouldn't have been able to do it in an automated way be before without you introducing me to Deadline Funnel. So thank you Jock so much. I'm also using Bonjuro and yes I did use your affiliate link just because you know thank you and that is awesome as well. My students have been saying amazing things about their personal Bonjuro that they are getting. Once again, thank you for everything you do and keep posting content on a weekly basis. I love listening to what you have. All right. Thanks once again, Jock. See you around. All right. Well, congratulations to Austin. And, and I want to thank him so much for submitting that to us. By the way, if you're listening to this and you have a win that you want to share, you can head over to the onlinecourseguy.com slash win. And that's where you can very easily record a little audio message for us that might get featured on the podcast like Austin's did here today. You can share with us a, uh, a big financial milestone or, or something that your online course allowed you to do. Like, I don't know, something big like quit your, quit your job or, or maybe something small like allowed you to buy uh, a, a nice cup of coffee because you made your first sale or something like that. But anyway, 
anyway, Austin's one of the week. Very, very cool. He, he speaks very highly of, of Deadline Funnel, which I do as well. That's very, it's a very integral piece of, of my evergreen, my evergreen funnel and, and doing authentic deadlines, doing them the right way. And it sounds like he discovered Deadline Funnel through this podcast, which is awesome. And uh, I use it. I think you're using it now too, David. So mm-hmm. awesome, awesome stuff. Yeah, definitely. Congratulations, Austin. And uh, yeah, good job, Jacques, with uh, bringing people services that help them reach their goals. Man, I'm, I only talk about the the tools and stuff that I use, and Deadline Funnel is definitely like in the top three there. And fortunately, I've been able to partner with them and and give listeners of this podcast a double free trial of it. So if you if you just go to DeadlineFunnel.com and sign up for their free trial, it's 14 days. But if you go through the link that I have for you guys, you get a 28-day free trial of Deadline Funnel. So you can do that at DeadlineFunnel.com slash OCG, which stands for Online Course Guy. And he also mentioned Bonjoro there at the end, which is another one of my favorite tools, probably also in the top three. I mean, you know, top, let's, let's do top four. My top four favorite tools are probably ClickFunnels, Deadline Funnel, Bonjoro, and ActiveCampaign. I think those are my, my top four favorite tools. And so Bonjoro, yes, awesome. I send personal thank you videos to everybody that buys my course. It sounds like Austin's been doing that as well. And that's not something I ever really plan on on stopping uh, to do. So the link for that is bonjoro.com slash Jacques, which is J-A-C-Q-U-E-S. So a little little pitch there for a couple of my links. Shall we get into today's topic? Let's hear it. Webinar content. Let's give a little context here, all right? I would imagine there's listeners of this that think that webinars don't work. They don't work for them. Webinars aren't going to work for me. They're not going to work for my niche. Well, I felt the same way. Webinars got very, very popular in probably around 2014, 2015. You had guys like John Lee Dumas killing it with webinars, Lewis Howes. Some of the big names started to do webinars, and they started making lots and lots of money doing webinars. And so a lot of people started trying them. And, and I, I was definitely one of them. A big software um, launched around that time called Webinar Jam. I signed up for it way back then. And I started trying to do webinars. And I thought that I could just turn on the camera and launch the software and then like teach something for 30 minutes and then talk about my program for 20 minutes and I would be rich too, like these other guys. And so I tried maybe two or three webinars and never made a sale. I never made a sale my first several webinars because I didn't know what I was doing. I just, I thought it was easy because, because of these guys' stories, but I didn't really have a structure and it wasn't, it, what I was putting out there wasn't a good webinar. But I didn't know that at the time. And so I was one of those people that just said, oh, well, I guess webinars aren't going to work for piano. I guess webinars aren't going to work for me. So years later, after reading Expert Secrets, which is one of my top recommended books for course creators, I was like, oh, well, now I understand what I did wrong with webinars. It's worth trying again. And I put together a webinar based on the information in Expert Secrets, tweaked it a little bit here and there, obviously, and was much, much more successful. And I've since done several live webinars based on that script and have done you know 
tens of thousands of dollars, if not more, in sales for a piano course, and also use that script for an evergreen webinar, which has been running for me for a couple of years, which is responsible for hundreds of thousands of dollars in sales. So if you think that webinars aren't going to work for you, just just remember my story and remember that it's possible you just weren't doing webinars the right way. And in this episode and, and what we're going to cover in the next few minutes, I'm going to kind of give you a broad overview of what I think is the right way to do webinars as far as the content goes. Does that sound good, David? That sounds great. One quick question. When you first, you mentioned those first two or three that didn't feel like they work, were you actually able to get a decent group of people to attend? Well, that's that's one of the things I did wrong. I don't know that I ever really had more than like 10 people on, right? And and we're going to mm-hmm. focus mostly on the content today, but but the software and the emails and actually getting people to register and attend, I mean, that that's all part of this as well. But we will focus in on, on the content here today. Okay. Okay. So up until this point, like anytime I mentioned webinar content on this podcast, I typically just say, Hey, go read expert secrets, but we're going to get into it in a little more detail today. So a lot of what I'm about to go over is within expert secrets, but I'm, I'm going, I'm going to kind of give you the structure of my webinar and, and I'll give you very specific examples from my piano webinar that has worked so well. So to start with, you want to start with an introduction. And, and by the way, this content works for both live webinars and evergreen webinars. You'll tweak them a little bit, and here's how you tweak them. If it's live, you actually ask for responses, right? So in your intro, if it's live, you say, hey, what's up, guys? Where's everybody tuning in from? What city are you in? How did you find me? You know, you ask questions like that. You want to start getting engagement in the chat. But if it's evergreen, don't ask for stuff like that because we don't want to lie about it being not actually live. So you just say, hey, guys, what's up? I'm Jacques. This is what we're going to go over today. Uh, So excited to have you. This is really valuable. You know, just little intro stuff like that. And then we jump into who is this for? You want to be very clear about who this presentation is for and who it's not for as well. And hopefully nobody's really tuning in that it's not for, but by by saying who it's not for, it reassures that person watching that they're in the right place as well. Not only are you telling them that they're the right person, but also that they're not the wrong person as well. So we do that. And then here's a very important part. If you stay till the end, you're going to get this. Right. Because especially if it's an evergreen webinar, like, and people realize, oh, this is just kind of a video. He's not letting me skip ahead. You know, this is kind of annoying. But if you promise to give something of value at the end, your, your attendance rate throughout the presentation is going to go so, so up so much higher. So for me, my opt in on my website is the first five days of my course in a workbook. It's my five day workbook. And so what I came up with as an incentive for people to stay through my webinar is, the first five video lessons, which people are really excited about getting, really excited. And so by the end of the presentation, if they don't want to buy my full 21-day program, well, most people want those five days. And then that's just another way to sell the product in a couple of days because it's like everybody has everybody's different and buy in a different way. And some people just need to try those first five days of videos and see if it's going to work for them before they buy it. So that's that's what so, I offer at the end. But yeah, go so ahead. how do people get those first five day videos? Do yeah, they so, shoot you an email? No, no, I, I have a little more automated than that. So what I did 
is I registered a new domain called freepianocourse.com. Mm-hmm. And so at the end of the webinar, I'm just like, okay, guys, well, thank you so much for for being with me here today, for sticking around, for giving me your attention. I owe you something for those of you that are still around. And that is the first five video lessons. To, to get that, head over to freepianocourse.com and enter the coupon code FREE5. Right. Mm-hmm. So freepianocourse.com. I believe it redirects to like piano in 21 days.com slash free course or something like that. And then it's just a little click funnels page. They enter in their free five, hit submit, boom, all five uh, video lessons are right there. And then at the bottom of the five lessons, it says, okay, are you ready to enroll now? And you can, you can do that. So that's powerful. That's really mm-hmm. powerful. Next, Epiphany Bridge story. Epiphany Bridge story is your main story where you reached an epiphany and crossed over and where you were able to to do the thing that you now teach. Right? That's kind of like your epiphany moment, your aha moment. For me, it was I'm not going to get into my whole Epiphany Bridge story here, but in my presentation, it's like a 7-minute story. And I don't really have any pictures or anything from when from when this happened. But what I did was I actually hired an illustrator on Upwork to kind of to to draw out the scenes of this story so that I could try to keep my viewers' attention even longer. Because if I'm just leaving it on a static slide for seven minutes, that's a, that can get a little boring. So I went up to a, a retreat when I was 17 years old. Somebody asked me to play piano, and I realized for that t- it was the first time in, that I realized that I'd been taking piano lessons for 12 years and literally only knew how to play two songs on the piano, and I didn't even like those two songs. That was a huge epiphany, huge aha moment, and I tell the story how I didn't give up on the piano then. I gave up on piano lessons and tried to figure out a different, new, newer, better way to learn and play piano. And by telling a story like that, you're really positioning yourself as not the hero of the story, but as the guide in the story. You're positioning yourself as the perfect person to then help them get through that as well. So when somebody hears that story, they're like, oh, well, I took piano lessons when I was a kid. And, and yeah, they, they, they were horrible for me as well. But now I don't know how to play. And but look at this guy, like he, he figured out a better way than, than those piano lessons in, in a way that might actually work for me as well. Epiphany Bridge story. Definitely. And I will just uh, jump in here and mention, so if people are just listening to this podcast for the first time, the first 20 episodes, Jock was basically mentoring this Nate Dodson on how to implement a lot of his strategies. And those first 20 episodes are priceless content. It's stuff that it, it's timeless. But you guys, it's episode 18 where you guys went over storytelling. Mm -hmm. And for anybody that's trying to develop their story along with reading Expert Secrets, along with uh, Funnel Hacking Jacques' current (laughs) webinar and actually getting in there and watching it, it's like jump back to episode 18 of the podcast and and re-listen to that one or listen to it for the first time. Stories are uh, obviously incredibly important. You know, one one person that I really look up to uh, is is Russell Brunson, the creator of ClickFunnels, writer of Expert Secrets, and so on. And if you ever if you ever listen to him speak, like just think of, think about it in your head. Make note of stories. Like he he talks in like ninety five percent stories. Almost everything that he's saying is a story. He relates everything back to a story, something that happened to him. It's very very interesting, and he's one of the most successful. And, and good marketers that's ever lived. And so if he's telling that many stories, then we probably should be as well. 
Next up is kind of the core of the, the quote-unquote training of the webinar, and that's the three secrets. You'll see so many webinars out there that are like, oh, in this webinar, I'm going to teach you these three secrets or reveal these three secrets to you. That has come from Expert Secrets, but it's it's just a brilliant way to frame a, a webinar. It's like, okay, if you attend this, you're going to get these secrets. Like, it's You're not going to get these anywhere else. All right, but I can't just say, hey, reveal three secrets. It's not that simple. The way you do this and the way that he explains to do this in Expert Secrets is this. You make a list of every false belief or objection somebody might have about taking your course or pursuing your niche. All right, so let's take piano. And I actually have my list of false beliefs that I wrote down two or three years ago when I first wrote, uh, read Expert Secrets for the first time. First time I read it, I, I, was, I took, you know, I, w- I was very serious about it and I, I did all the exercises in the book and this was one of them. So I have like 20 false beliefs here written out and I would encourage everybody out there to do the same thing because if you can get somebody to believe that they can get through each and every one of these false beliefs, then, then it's gonna be a no-brainer for them to wanna work with you on whatever you teach. So your eyes kind of lit up when I said that. You, you you excited to hear my false beliefs that I wrote down a yeah, couple years ago? Yeah, let's hear a few. All right. So piano takes a long time to learn. To learn piano, I have to schedule a piano teacher weekly, and my schedule is so busy I can't do that. I'm too old to learn. I can't learn because I have no music background. I can't learn because I never stay motiva- uh, motivated long enough, uh, and I'm also uh, procrastinate a lot. It seems too complicated. I am not a natural, therefore I will never be good enough. Fear, laziness, sheet music, meaning I'll never be able to really read sheet music. I don't have any natural rhythm. I'm bad at hand coordination. I don't know, I don't know the right way to go about learning. I don't know how to get started. Money, song selection, meaning I took piano lessons, but they only wanted me to play classical. Lessons are geared toward children and not adults. I don't have a piano or keyboard, or I don't have a good enough one. Piano is a difficult instrument to learn. I failed before, and it put a bad taste in my mouth. My hands are too small. That's literally the list that I had written down. Dude, you read my mind. I, like, gulped in the middle of that. I don't even want to play piano, but I was like, yeah... That's that's me on all those. Yeah, so you don't that's play. How I would be feeling. You don't play piano, right? You don't know how to mm-hmm. play piano. No, I took a I took probably like eight months of lessons from my mom in second grade, and ultimately it it was hurtful toward our relationship because she was telling me to do it. I didn't want to do it. It just yeah. So today you do not know how to play piano. Yeah, I can play a Native American rain dance song. <laughs> But if I told you... Does that count? No, it doesn't count. Uh, <laughs> okay. If I said, David, I want you to learn how to play piano, what are, what kind of emotions go through your... Are some of these that I just read, is that kind of what goes through your head? Well, I mean, I, I have a, a background because I learned, to play p- I learned to play guitar during college using tabs, and it was me and my buddy, and uh, you know, he just taught me a few chords and a few strumming patterns, and it was really fun. And so... I when you when I learned how you play piano, I'm like that could be fun for me, mm-hmm. and instantly I think about the songs that would be yeah. I'm like that song is simple enough I could learn it. Yeah, it would be meaningful, but yeah. So I I feel like, but if I'd never played if I'd never played guitar using tabs and and never learned about your program, yeah, I would be like, I would think it was impossible for me to learn piano and enjoy it. 
Right. So a lot of people that attend my webinar or start entering my funnel are very skeptical. And my brand name is, is sounds very scammy and, and sounds kind of unbelievable, piano in 21 days. But I have enough... I have enough testimonials and enough good like copy on my site and my webinar registration page and so on where people want to actually register and attend and just see. They want to see for themselves. And so that's why we walk through this process because by the end of it, hopefully I can turn skeptical people and, and people that didn't don't think they, they could do it into people that believe they can do it, right? The idea of this webinar is not for me to actually teach them how to play piano. It's for me to empower them and get them to believe that they can learn how to play piano. And for those listening, it's the same thing with whatever your your niche is. You're teaching somebody uh, birding. You're, what you want to do with your webinar is not teach them birding. I mean, there might be a little bit in there, but the idea is by the end of it to get them to believe for themselves that they can actually do it. So whatever your niche is. And the next step with these false beliefs is this. There are three types of false beliefs. There's internal beliefs, so that's 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 what's inside of you, inter- what, what you believe inside of you. There's external beliefs, so so external uh, factors or people looking at you, and then there's the vehicle, which is the the mode that you're going about learning, right? And so what he what he recommends you do next is you take your list of false beliefs, and you categorize them in, into one of uh, these three categories. And so I, I still have my numbers written here. I put ones, twos, and threes by each of the false beliefs I wrote down. And the reason we want to do this is because at the end of the day, when we're promoting our webinar and we, we get into the content of these three secrets, quote unquote, we want one secret to be about the vehicle. We want one secret to be about internal beliefs and we want one secret to be about external beliefs. And they can be one false belief that you're breaking down or it can be multiple tied in as well. So I did that, and then I ended up coming up with these three secrets, and these are the three secrets inside of my webinar. Secret one, the four ways that you could learn piano and which is best for you. Now, which which type of belief do you think that is? That would be the vehicle. Bingo, yeah. How you go about learning. So that's my vehicle secret and really lumped inside of that, one of the big ones is, is sheet music and traditional lessons. And that's one of the big barriers that I have to get people through is because when most people think about learning piano, they think about, okay, I got to find a teacher. I got to go, go to weekly lessons. I got to learn how to read sheet music and all that. And I, I need in that secret, I need to convey to people that that is not necessarily how you have to go about learning. You don't have to go that way. You can go this way. And I give them a little taste in the way that they could go into it. And and so you show them the information and the more stories you can tie in, in there, whether it's your own personal stories or stories of your students, the better. And so here's where you can start throwing in testimonials. It's like, well, you know, uh, Johnny, my student Johnny thought, also thought that he had to go to traditional lessons. And he, in fact, he went to traditional lessons for six months. And guess what? Six months in, he still wasn't even playing songs on the piano. He was still learning his scales. He found my program within two days. He was playing an actual song on the piano and immediately quit his piano lessons. You know, something like how powerful is that if I can actually tell stories about students or myself to get somebody through the barrier? Secret two. How folks with no music background, no rhythm, think they're too old and procrastinate too much are learning piano. So in that one, I tied in a lot of 
uh, false internal beliefs together all in one secret. And what I do with that one is I'm like, okay, guys, the reason that this all works is because of how simple I've broken down the piano. And then I show like a couple of my just ridiculously simple tips to get um, some quick wins on the piano. And that's how I get people um, to break through that. So even if even if you're old, you're like, oh, well, that was ridiculously easy. I could do that. Or if you think you have no rhythm, it's like, oh, well, that was ridiculously easy. I could do that. So we're just got it. We're, we're, we're changing people's mindsets through this. Secret three is called the five steps to learning new songs in minutes instead of months. So for that one, one of the big barriers is is just songs, song selection. You know, I, I read some of the the false beliefs earlier, song selection, and there was another one about playing songs. So for that one, it's it's external, getting people to to hear you play, and playing piano is one thing, quote unquote, like doing like a scale or this and that. But for me, actually being able to play the piano means you actually know how to play songs on the piano. And for a lot of people, playing songs is a big barrier. It's like, oh gosh, that's daunting. Like I got to play a three minute song. Like, you know, we already talked about sheet music, but how do we go about it? So I have this very simple five step song learning process and I reveal those five steps in that secret. I don't go through the nitty gritty of every little piece within each step because that's in my full course, but I reveal the five steps and there, and people are like, wow, I don't have to read sheet music. I don't have to you know, look up tutorials on YouTube and memorize this and that. Like I, I've now learned these five steps. They, they, to an extent feel like they could take it away and go, go learn a song on their own. But, but I didn't reveal all the advanced tricks and to make, to make the song sound even better. And so maybe they can go uh, away and take that and and start playing some songs on their own. And they're like, Oh, well, I want to make it sound even better. I'm going to sign up for Jacques, Jacques course. Those are my three secrets. Sounds great. All right. So we've had our intro. Who is this for? If you stay till the end, you'll get this. Epiphany Bridge Story. Three secrets. If you do it right, you're going to be somewhere between 45 minutes up to like an hour and 15 minutes at this point. Now we go to a transition into selling, right? You don't want to be all awkward and be like, okay, that's the three secrets. Now here's my course. Buy it, right? So so to transition from, from kind of the teaching to the selling, what you do is uh, if you're live... Then you say, guys, this has been so much fun. I really hope that you've had you've gotten a lot of value out of this. It's been really great on my side. The interaction's been awesome from you guys. It seems like you're really enjoying this. If you want to take this further, and if you want to really learn everything there is that I have to teach you about piano, then I'm really excited about my, my latest program. I would love to tell you guys about it now. Is it okay with you if I tell you about my new program right now? You literally ask for their permission, and that's just, you know, if you've heard the concept of like the yes ladder, like getting people to say as many yeses as possible, leading up to that final yes where they say yes to the sale. And you'll, I mean, if you do it right, you're going to get everybody in the comments going, yes, 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 yes. And for the people that just like were never going to buy and they're like, oh, here we go, he's going to sell something, they'll just leave. It's not a big deal, mm-hmm. right? If it's not live, you obviously can't ask that question and ask for feedback, but you just you say very similar things and then you just say, I would love to tell you guys about my new program at this point. I'm really excited about it. I've been working on it um, and it's really going to help a lot of people. And so if you want to take this uh, all the way with me, then I'm going to go ahead and tell you about the full program now. And then you get into it. And for the next like 15 minutes, you do something called the stack. And this is something, once again, I learned about 
in Expert Secrets. I'd never heard of it before, but it works really, really well. And what you do is you, you make a list of all the things that somebody's going to get when they sign up for your course. And it shouldn't just be one thing. It shouldn't just be the course. There should be bonuses involved. And those bonuses could be uh, bonus courses. They could be interactive components like a Facebook group we talked about earlier or one-on-one sessions with you or group coaching. There could be, you know, there's really no limit to to what you can include in your stack. I mean, even, even at this point, I include physical items that I ship out, but that's not something I recommend beginners do. And so you put this stack together, you assign a value to each thing, and then you reveal one at a time. So for me, like the first thing in my stack is the Piano in 21 Days video course. I'm like, guys, this is this is the classic course. I've re-recorded it five times. It's helped so many people. I'm, I probably drop in some testimonials about it. And it's a value of $497. And and at the at the top, the headline is what you're what you're gonna get. And it's like, oh, okay, there, there we go. And and it's like, but that's not all. And you add you add the next thing to the stack, and then you recap it, and you're like, okay, guys, here's what you're going to get. You're going to get the piano in 21 days video course. You're going to get the melody and ear training in 21 days video course for a total value of, and then you say, it. and you just keep going down the list. And by the time you know, I end up having probably nine or ten things in my stack, and you just keep reading it all down, and like, okay, here's what you're going to get: total value of three thousand and seventy eight dollars. And then you do kind of the 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 price reveal where it's like, can I, can I jump in here for just a second? Yeah. 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 When you're, when you're doing those, essentially I've been telling you that I've been reading copywriting secrets and essentially you're going over a bullet list of everything they're going to get. And that book really emphasizes again, you want to say the feature, the benefit, and then the meaning to the person's life. And so again, I mean, uh, especially if you're like, uh, Jacques and I both have somewhat engineering brains, but it's like you could be tempted to talk about a, a feature as far yeah. as like the length of the videos or, or zero in on something that some techie thing that doesn't really matter to people. But instead, you want to say, here's the feature. And then the bigger thing to the person is what's the benefit of that feature. And then the meaning is like how it actually, you know, you learn really quick. And that means that you can play this song for your your wife for her your anniversary. And that's that actual meaning. So, you know, telling the stories and really getting to that, this is going to, each individual part of your program is going to make people's lives better. And then when you say with the value of it, they're, they're in that mindset, like, yeah, I mean, a gift for my wife is super valuable. Yeah. Just to give an example, you know, one of the, one of the bonus courses in my stack is, is called like simple jazz piano or something. It's a, it's a jazz training module. It's literally like nine minutes long. But I don't say that. Like that's that's a feature. But what I say is that it's it's a it's a jazz it's a jazz mini course. And what you can do is after you finish the main course and you've learned the, the main concepts, if you have any interest in learning how to play jazz, you would jump right into this and, and very, very quickly you'll you'll be you'll be almost instantly playing jazz music because of the, the training you already went through. Mm. Yep, exactly. And I'm I'm out here, I'm like picturing myself actually like joining a band. It's like that sounds awesome. Yeah. Exactly. Cool. Well, yeah, that's that's great insight there. And it's it's always important to talk about the benefits and how how these things can impact somebody's life, not not just uh the features. Then after the stack, you do the kind of price reveal. And for me it's like, okay, guys, you know, I I know that this program is worth 
$3,000 value. And to be honest with you guys, like I had two choices when I was putting to this together. I could go and make a super cheap course and try to sell it to as many people as possible. But if I did it that way, I couldn't really stack it, stack on the value to you guys. Like I wanna, I wanna give you my best. And for that, it comes with more of a premium price tag. And so for me, and, and one thing I say in my webinars, like I would rather get, you know, 10 new students and have them pay a thousand dollars than get a hundred new students at a hundred dollars each, right? That way I can just give more of myself to each person that signs up. And then I say, well, but at the same time, like $3,000 is not, an amount I'm comfortable charging you guys for this. And so since you're here now, the price for this today is going to be, and then, you know, 497 in my case. And you reveal the price, the actual price compared to the value of what you've stacked up and built up to the past 15 minutes or so. So that's the price reveal. And then you, if you're using like what I recommend you use for live webinars is Webinar Jam. I still use that for live webinars. And you can find my link for Webinar Jam in the show notes uh, for this episode, which is the onlinecourseguy.com slash 136. I would appreciate your your support that way if you're going to sign up for Webinar Jam. And if you're doing a, an evergreen webinar uh, of some sort, then this is when you would drop in the, the order form button. And you, and you just say, okay, guys, now it's available. You can sign up right now. And most of your sales will come as soon as the link is available to actually purchase. But then you're not finished. You've got to break through, help people break through any last objections. So we ha- I had my list of like 20 false beliefs. But with my secrets, I probably was able to help people get through about eight of them or so. And so what you want to do with the rest of the time is is kind of a Q&A session. If it's live, then you can actually ask people to send in questions and you can answer them. But if it's not live, then you want to kind of have these false beliefs. And 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 you, here's what you say. You say, now at this point, you might be thinking, right? Now, now at this point, you might be thinking that I'm just too busy and I'm not going to be able to do this. Well... I totally hear you. Like we're all busy. Like I'm super busy. And you know, my, one of my students, Sally, she was so busy too. Let me tell you about Sally, right? And and so you just go through and you try to 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 have a story or have something that you can help people break through all the last objections. So if somebody's sitting on the fence and they just have this one thing, this one thing that's that's preventing them from moving forward, from buying, from getting into whatever your niche is, then then you you never know what that thing is. And so you want to try to hit all the bases with this last like Q&A objection bashing section and you never know which one thing is going to just put somebody over the edge be like, "Okay, that's it. I'm in. I'm going to do it." Then you wrap up, you thank everybody and that's a, that's how you do a webinar. That sounds great. I actually, I, I, there's the expert secrets book itself is great, but there's also the perfect webinar, um, that you can actually buy for like a dollar or something. So listening to that, he talks a lot about, I think he calls them trial closes, which are just different little like mindset tricks. There's like 16 different things. Mm -hmm. You have some of those mixed, mixed in there near the end too, don't you? Yeah. So, so one of those is the, is the, Hey guys, I had two choices here. I could, I could go with the higher price or the lower price. That's one of those trial closes. That's my favorite one. That's the one I, the main one that I put in there. So that's why I'm just sharing that one trial close. But yeah, you can look up the the perfect webinar script, which is, I mean, that's essentially what's in Expert Secrets. The the, the list of trial closes is in Expert Secrets. That's true. As that's well. True. And, and one of the other ones 
could resonate with with you or your niche better. And you could use multiple quote unquote trial closes as well. But that's kind of the main one that that I throw in there. I really like that one. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, and there's there's other components here and there you can throw in. I highly recommend you go through Expert Secrets to get more information about this. But this at a high level, this is how I do webinars very well. And if you you know, I, I, I watch webinars, other people's webinars from time to time, and a lot of the really successful ones have a lot of these components. How long is your current webinar? How long does it take? Two hours. Wow. Yeah, two hours. I mean and people sit through it. <laughs> it's people love love the webinar even if they don't end up signing up they just they feel empowered by the end of my webinar and that's that's the goal that's the goal is to feel empowered so two hours at its surface is seems like a long time i've seen longer ones and and mine used to be even longer I've, i've cut it down a little bit but if you do it the right way then length really doesn't matter Oh, one other thing I thought of, I just thought of uh, somewhere early on, don't you tell people to shut off all their shut off all their distractions? Yeah, I do. I do. I, you know, I didn't mention every little thing that I do and, sure. and people can certainly go through my funnel and just watch my webinar. And I recommend people watching Nate Dodson's webinar. And, and if there's anybody else that you know and respect in the marketing space, you know, watch, wa- watch webinars. I know people that well, my friend, Paul Lipsky, who's been on the show a couple of times, he didn't learn how to do webinars anywhere. And he went through five or six webinars of people he knew were succeeding and just crafted his based on theirs and found great success with webinars that way. So if you're listening to this, great, you're learning a little bit, but also consume some webinars as well. And that'll be, you'll be doing yourself a big favor because webinars are incredibly powerful with online marketing and trying to sell an online course done the right way, obviously. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, man. Any other closing thoughts about the uh, webinar content? No, I think people are going to find this one hugely valuable. Maybe I can just tack on my two-hour webinar to the end of this podcast episode. (laughs) We'll make it like a three-hour Joe Rogan episode. You could, Nope. (laughs) No, I'm not going to do that. Okay. Well, that's going to do it. That's another episode of the online course show in the books. Dr. David Crozy, thanks for joining me for another one. Thank you. Audience, listeners out there. Thank you for joining me as well, joining us as well. It's been a pleasure. This is a lot of fun, and I appreciate hearing from people about the podcast and and how much value it's bringing to you and your your online course business. I'm getting emails from people and comments in the Facebook group as well. So I, I I don't don't stop that. I love I love hearing that. It's one of the reasons you know I keep going and and with you know piano as well. It's like. I would have stopped a long time ago if people aren't telling me that they're getting value out of it, whether it's my piano lessons or my online course training. So I appreciate that very much. And for I mentioned the show notes a couple of times here for the notes and links of everything we talked about today, whether it's you know the Dale Carnegie book or the Deadline Funnel link and so on, you can find that by going to theonlinecourseguy.com slash 136. And by the way, I'm relaunching my program that is for people that already have courses. It's called Next Level Courses. Like if you want to scale up, you want to automate more, you want to succeed more with webinars. If you've made at least one course sale, then my program for you is called Next Level Courses because I want you to take your course to the next level. And I've turned that into kind of a group coaching program. And we get we go into deep dives on very specific topics like 
webinar content. So if you want to take this webinar content stuff even deeper with me then and and many other topics like relaunching like like my ultimate online course funnel and so on then the next level courses might be for you and there's a way you can get in for free actually. So check that out by going to the onlinecourseguy.com and clicking on next level courses. Thanks again everyone. We'll talk next week. <laughs>